Welcome to Product Sense, the show where we talk about our favorite eco-friendly tech products shared on Steam Hunt, a blockchain version of Product Hunt. I'm Dalio, and I'm Team Humble, and we're glad you're here. I wonder if it's an eco-friendly product to kill that bird. I know oh, that sounds terrible. It doesn't sound eco-friendly to kill a bird, but when you hear it at 4:30 a.m. every day, I'm telling you, this this bird has an agenda, like. I know that sounds very conspiracy theory, but it has two functions, and that is turning up at a certain time of morning and doing that, which is like a car alarm. It's, it's almost like the... a mental health bird who's just heard car alarms going off and does it every morning. It's like, I, I don't even mind the sound of birds, but that one in particular has a very like repetitive and very sharp tone to it. And it's just that's all he ever does is ee, 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 just, ee, It's like a car alarm. It's like he's heard a car alarm. It's just like somebody busted into an Acura nearby, but all the time. He's trying to communicate to an 80s car alarm that no longer exists. Anyway, good morning to Product Hunt. How are you doing? I it is. what breed he is. If you know anything about birds and you can identify what kind of bird that is, maybe we can like send it a peace offering. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, Okay. I'm just saying, I want to know what kind of bird it is. Maybe we can, like, How feed do we it. Send a piece maybe we can get it on it. our side, or maybe we can start feeding it farther right, away from wait, us. Wait, so you, you, your idea is get it on your side so you can, what, re, retrain it to not do that sound? Yes, or maybe just incentivize it to chirp elsewhere. <laughs> wow. Okay. Trust me, when I try to do voiceovers... You've been on Steam like, too long, Bizer, yeah, if you're trying maybe. to incentivize a bird well, to tweet elsewhere. Will you be our witness? That's literally the antithesis That's of Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. To go and tweet elsewhere. Anyway, good morning. It is uh, Product Hunt. We determined to get this out today, well, this week, because um, we try and do them, like, Wednesday, Thursday, and we've just kind of not been able to do that. Um, I think we have some topics today, but I do, I do actually want to talk about the IEOs at some point yeah, for Steam Hunt. We'll so. start there because, yeah, there's some exciting exchange stuff yeah, that yeah. we wanted to talk about last week. But I think it's better, actually, now that we're talking about it, now that, that we, there's actually three that have happened. Yeah, well, so, the third one is about yeah. happening in three days' time. Right. Uh, I don't. It's kind of weird because ICOs... Um, were the thing that I was most concerned about when they launched a couple of years back, right? Uh, which were like initial coin offerings. Mm -hmm. And I was really concerned about the idea of people putting money into something that didn't exist yet. Like putting yeah. money into an idea of a roadmap of something that might happen in five years' time, knowing what I know about technology in terms of how it adapts and changes and evolves and thinking, sure. will that team even be around in five years? Will the technology be around in five years? And yet, yeah. a good idea and some storytelling seems to be the thing that can persuade people these days. I right. guess, I mean, you can look at, like, elections and I the mean, fact that President Trump, unfortunately, is in yeah. office. But, like, it seems to really influence people. Like, if you come up... So, for instance, one of them was a hydro idea, right, which was Bitcoin mining next to a hydro dam um, and you would have a percentage of, of how much you mined and yada yada I yada those guys. the story was fantastic it was like okay eco farming of, of crypto like using sustainable sources of energy to do it no brainer yeah absolutely no brainer and they got really far they ended up with like 100 million so there's all this ether and all this bitcoin pumped into it uh, probably from people who had, had mined it incredibly cheaply mm. years before before right crypto was getting popular so 
for a lot of these people, it might have been their their savings, their investment of like, I'm going to invest in this because this is the next stage of this. Is right. if we're going to scale Bitcoin, it needs to be power sustainable. So right. it was a no brainer. So it was playing on the heartstrings, you know. Yes. Like, so I was really I was really annoyed about ICOs from the start because I thought there were like well, the bottom fell out of those guys basically. Right, right? because because the middlemen who like playing the storytelling game it just it fucking annoyed right. me. So. When this came up, IEOs, I had no idea what IEOs were, mm-hmm. like zero, right? Because it's like, oh, this just sounds like ICOs again. Why are we going down this road with right. Steam Hunt? Like, Steam Hunt's doing well. Like, why do we need to raise money, do this, get the Hunt token out in this way? So doing a little bit of research about it and looking into crypto in terms of South Korea and what they're doing over there. First of all, South Korea has probably got one of the fastest internet connections providers in the world. Right, so they can move shit quick, which is perfect environment for exchanges. If any anything that I've learned about Wall Street in New York uh, and America in general in terms of exchanges, the faster your connections, the faster you're able to trade with an exchange, the more volume that exchange is going to get, because people can get in, get out, and do what they need to do. So South Korea is positioned perfectly for this. Yeah. Um, and so I did a little bit more research and they, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to work with this tokenomics company, which I thought was a big plus. It was like, OK, you're a team of two. You can't do everything like you don't know everything about tokenomics. We certainly don't as mods and team members. Yeah. So they went out to a tokenomics company, uh, which has helped them frame what the hunt token is to the general population. Right. And then obviously at some point they're like IEOs or a new iteration of ICOs. But it, instead of it being an initial coin offering, it's this different way of placing the hunt tokens in the market. Right. You know, you say there's this amount of hunt tokens, there's this amount of bonuses, yada, yada, yada. There's a whole right. bunch of other things. So well. it's actually based on more of a real world concept because it's an initial exchange offering. Right. So it's a little, it's still abstracted because everything in crypto is a little bit of abstracted. Still speculation. Right. right. But at least it's not. Um, yeah, IEOs are kind of same, seemed like they preyed a little bit on people who are ignorant because they saw crypto, they saw a fancy landing page, and then they were like, well, duh, I'm obviously going to make money because everything in crypto makes money. Right. That's what people thought you know, right, right. a year ago. And all they saw was scale of like Bitcoin going up and right. up and up and up. Right. right, so if you have something, if you have an idea that is, is you know, I would call Steam Hunt more than an idea and the whole, you know, hunt hunt platform more than an idea but it's also now pegged to a real actual exchange and i think that's kind of like the anchoring point that makes it a little bit more right real but it's interesting it's i mean some could argue it's almost another wolf of wall street situation where the penny stocks are now the exchanges yeah yeah like, it feels a little bit well, like there's so many exchanges right. yeah and you can spin up a, if you if you're a smart team you can spin up a thing you know yeah. like daybit i believe is like top 20 in the world in terms of exchanges but it again it's interesting how innovation changes things in the world like what what value is to you what do you interpret that as the fact of the matter is daybit uses this brand new kind of like coding system which the developers love Mm. Right, so like I know Tabris loves their infrastructure, which then attracts them like a a, a, a moth to a flame. Like, oh yeah, this the, I love the coding, I love the development. This is going to go somewhere. That ends up with like getting market share and buying from it, uh, developers. It's a bit like Apple and their App Store. Like yeah. if I can put my app on the App Store and now I'm going to get a, a 
a certain percentage i don't mind giving apple a certain amount because i'm going to get exposure right so that's inter- that's an interesting like chicken and egg situation well and me. i imagine that developers have been probably really frustrated for years oh yeah absolutely if exchanges haven't been built with developers in mind that absolutely has to be one, like one million percent a nightmare and so. i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those developers like end up being like black hat and try and take the exchange down purely to make a point to drive innovation a bit f- further. Nobody yeah. would admit it, but I'm sure they do. Um, so anyway, the IO happened with the Hunt token, and unbelievable. I say unbelievably because I, I, you know, when you when you're like at the coalface of a token, and the token sounds good, but it doesn't have a value, you don't own it. You know, like yeah. it, it doesn't matter how many you've got in your wallet. Like you, they're not real. Like yeah. you don't own it. So in my mind. Everything to do with taking part of a community is always a gamble, sure. right? You're taking a gamble on your time, and you're not sure if that if you're in an echo chamber or not. Sometimes, right? Like that's something that we're interested in, and we've been dedicated to. We've been mods for about a year or coming yeah. up on a year. Yeah. And obviously, who are we? Who who do we interact with? Other mods, other users. Like right. those are the people who are obviously going to support it. So it is a little bit of a feeling, and I'm sure this is magnified times a million for. Like Tabris and Project Seven, like put it out there into the real world and be like, "Yeah, our baby's out there. Let's see if people actually are Understand. actually yeah, put their money it. where their mouths are." Right? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think you nailed it. I don't think I've got anything more to add to that apart from uh, what what I will say is that again, it feels very much like the ICOs in that I'm I'm putting instead of money, I'm putting my time into it because I believe in it. Right. But also because it's based on something that I did before. I did brand advocacy. I didn't do it for long. I did it for like four years for a variety of companies. Loved it, but I hit a wall with that, with the people that I met, where I realized that a lot of those people in the scene were kind of getting paid off for their reviews. Right. So a decentralized version of that appeals to me because it, I hope, again, it's a hope that mm-hmm. it balances out the playing field. Right. So we don't end up with a top heavy group of 10 LA influencers who all look like perfectly dressed, have yeah. single speed bikes and get all of the sponsorship deals from Canon. I would like to see a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 product reviewers in every country mm-hmm. uh, with their opinion on it. Like I would like to have a worldwide debate on why we put out drones that are $50 that have a battery that takes 10 hours to charge in the last 15 minutes. Like from a sustainability point of view, yeah. why do it? So like I want I want product reviewing to evolve. Right. So that's why I got involved with it. Right. It's like I want it to evolve. So anyway, so it's a gamble. So uh, the IEO has come up, and I thought, yeah, you know, token.steamhunt.com's got a type ship, got a tight ship. It's got a good roadmap. It does what it says it, it, it does on the tin. Like they've got Steam Hunt, they've got Idea Hunt, they've got Review Hunt. These three verticals as such, like they're they're very powerful. Project Seven's got a brilliant design aesthetic. They understand what's current. You know, we have this pink color, but it's like the very much the color of the year, right? Across <laughs> I do the, see it a lot more, right? Ever since that, yeah. Designer land. It's like you know, this is the new like trust color, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was, I was. It's a gamble. So I was really, really, really surprised when the first IEO sold out in three minutes. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Three minutes. I was like, okay. So, in terms of packaging in terms of intention, in terms of what the hunt token could be, investors on the outside, and I don't know if it's from bonuses, I don't know if it's because they just had like a bag of ETH or Bitcoin, 
but people who, who haven't been community members as such for maybe nine, 12 months and just see it as like, this is a no-brainer, it's 0.02 a share. Yeah. I can't lose if I if I buy, I don't know, for some people, $5,000 is a drop in the ocean. Well, that's where I came into Steam at. It right. was about two or three cents. Right, so it's right. not, and when you've been around long enough to see where, even right. though people think that it's down now, it's at 50 cents. Right, right. So, right, right, like right. when you've been around long enough to see how things can grow, I think, yeah, you can definitely start seeing the trajectory. It's not a stretch to imagine. And a lot of this is just, a, is just a time-based period, right? It's like people people get... It just. I think a lot of people in crypto are just waiting for people in the world to wake up to the fact that, every, that the majority of stuff is inefficient. Big corporations that we've used for years, yeah. leaking our passwords, selling our data. As soon as people get annoyed enough about yeah. the fact that those things happening and that there is mass migration from those platforms to other platforms. Right. Um, or even just control of a message. I don't think that it, people are, and I agree with you, but it, it, it baffles me that people are not as concerned with their data as they should be. They really don't even care. Like, okay, no, fine. Like, nowhere I went and got ice cream last week. What do I care? Right. That's fine. But I think the real annoyance is going to be, like, from the angle of, well, it's actually curated what you what you see in terms of news and the picture or the way that the picture of Hillary Clinton in that photo was framed is going to look a different, a certain way mm. to you because you live in this area mm. or what, you know, when the messaging starts getting controlled that way, I think that's going to be the part that people are really going to, I'm hoping well, it, they're well, really going to have a reaction to over even their data being leaked, which is crazy that they don't care. But. I just think the, the, the messages, I think you're in a, like a tug of war between looking for real and not give uh, looking for real and and the balance between your own entertainment like i mm. love the idea of a feed being suggestive to me of things that i might be interested in what i don't like is when that feed is manipulated by the opposite team right because they're trying to still get buy in on their product which you know right anyway bygones yes yeah, so yes, anyway yes. the first exchange went happened done wow amazing it was like sixty thousand dollars it was or something. like waking up the next morning being like oh things are different now yeah like it really did feel like <laughs> it felt like validation it felt like validation <laughs> right. out of all the steam projects that i all communities that i've got involved with across the blockchain i feel like this one is the most sincere to me because i put time effort support messages yeah we've had fallouts with people on there like it's just you know when you have an opinion online <clears throat> everybody wants, wants to make a beeline for you but like i feel within the first three months of steam hunt like kicking off everybody had an opinion on it and then it shaped where it is today well because and also in its like extreme infancy a million delegation got dropped on it right right and right. that and it, it it was a good thing of course like it was really exciting and it was part of the reason why they were able to take us on as mods yeah <clears throat> excuse me but it was also like, it was also like handing a toddler a Ferrari. I wonder. I wonder if. I wonder if at some point, depending on how this IEO goes, and I wonder if it's in their thought process, Project Seven on Tabras, they've already raised maybe about two hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm. I wonder if they, depending on how much they're raising this third one, I wonder if they could get to a point where they've actually then got fear that they can go and buy their own Steam and just go back to Mr. Delegation, go there's your delegation back. Because yeah. that, for me, would be a uh, fucking a, a, a dap game changer on the platform. It's a bit like what what Wistia did when they bought yeah their they own, bought their own debt when they bought their own debt back. Yeah. yeah, that is a power move to be like, 
we don't rely on your any outside because delegation. that because that for me if i was somebody like ned putting delegation in and seeing the team who's done that mm-hmm. like if i was ned i'd be like no, no no keep it or like how can we help further yeah yeah because i see the hunt token being a lot bigger now than than steam in some ways yeah and you know rightfully so for the other daps as well like steam monsters all those other ones they could go off i mean everybody wants to support steam because it got them there right but what i'm saying is is that from a outside world view most people don't give a shit about blockchain or ever will yeah well and and that's what i love about what i feel like we're just like kissing steam on's ass today yeah we are a bit (laughs) but um what i love about it as an app it's a very it Aside from being a game, it's one of the only dApps that I can think of that you can interact with on the Steam blockchain and not give a damn about the Steam blockchain, yeah. which those are going to be the really powerful apps. Like, people who don't care about crypto, don't care about the code, don't want to ever be a witness. Yeah. Like, I want to in- interact with this site and and interface with it on the same level that I interface with Facebook, where it's just like, it's a website, I go to it, mm. I do the thing that I, le- I enjoy doing there, and then I leave. There are not many dApps that you can just drop somebody who's not, uh, you know, a crypto enthusiast into, other than games, because games are just easy. Well, you don't feel like you have to align to anything. Right. You just, like, you you don't have to be that, like, early adopter type of crypto to enjoy it or use it. And... um, do you like products? Do you like a, you know? Do you do you like yeah, gadgets? You, do you like products? And you can explain it to anybody in ten seconds. Yeah. Not like oh, and then you got to go over here and you got to secure right. this nineteen right, phrase, right. blah 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 blah, and then you got to go here. Like, I could I could say to my grandmother, that I could you know I could explain it in ten seconds. So I think it's a per, it's a perfect app. I think we've been waiting for apps to DApps to do that for the Steam blockchain for a long time I think it's like the model that's the one I can think of at the minute that's not a game of course games have an easy entry point because it's just like well, I know, play this monster game I, okay I, I know you could quite easily some like your brother you could right. say to your brother go to steamhunt.com go to the top right hand corner uh, follow the the sign up procedure put your phone number in there you'll yeah. get your steam details You'd have to, obviously you'd have to tell him don't lose the password because you can't recover it a lot of people would still be like oh I lost my password where's the recovery yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that needs to be like and I know they do that on the Steampunk website and I think I think that's one of the best integrations I've seen like there's there's other ones out there obviously Steam Ninja and there's like Roland P's like what uh, uh, widget thing but I personally yeah. and this is blowing smoke up like Steampunk's ass I guess a little bit but from a design aesthetic and the flow of it like it's thought out like yeah. I, I do look, I mean that's not to take anything away from the other two because they do a, a same kind of job but of course um, I guess I respect the way that Steam Hunt did it better because the as soon as Hard Fork 21 sorry 20 hit they started they mining were grabbing accounts. accounts yeah so they had like 5,000 I, I don't know how many it is today but they've got 5,000 5, like mined accounts yeah so people don't have to pay for them yeah so I, I I love that because, for me, I, I've grown up with technology and gadgets and tech. So yeah. it's a no-brainer for a blockchain dApp, right? It's right. like, let's build a community around people who buy stuff. Like, fucking everybody buys stuff. And do you know what? The best thing about being... Oh, my God, I hate how much we're gushing over Steam right now. <laughs> but the best thing about it, and I think I, want, I might want to just, like, start a little hashtag around this, is I'll see things from Product Hunt. I'll see things from Beta List. You know, like all those like yeah. similar type High of tech there, yeah. sites that, and I would have I've seen it on Steam Hunt like three months before, and I'm like, 
get it together, guys. We had it on Steam Hunt first. <laughs> and I love that. Like, especially for people who, and I don't personally get off on, like, being the first to know something. Right. But it just drove home the fact that, like, because there's a competitive leaderboard, we have competitive people. Yeah. Fr- like, digging deep to find deep. stuff. Real deep. So, like, Gang you know. culture. Yes. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, if you're, if that's something that appeals to you. Like being like knowing that stuff and being that guy in the office has got a tool for everything. Oh, it's perfect for like you. there's things that I, that are just coming out on Product Hunt that people are raving about. I'm like, also old news, fam. Also, a big power tip is that people don't realize this. How many times have you like been really into something product wise on the web and then you've like, oh, I'll go and get that one day and then completely forgot the name of the product? Like Steam Hunt is the perfect bookmarks list. Yeah. Like you can go to I've my gone profile. Back a couple times, yeah. You can go to my profile on Steam Hunt, and there's like 800 like links there to cool stuff on the internet. Yeah. So if you if you have any friends that say oh, I'm bored, like on the internet, I'm bored, send them to Steam Hunt. Yeah. There's no way they can be bored. There's so many things that they can be either like, and I'm not talking about buying the product. It might be like oh, drones. I should learn how to fly a drone. Yeah, but Do you even, know what I mean. But even for web tools, like aside from like, okay, obviously you're gonna when the new Samsung phone comes out that's going to get hunted once because you can't have duplications and then that's that and everybody knows about that phone but like sometimes little asset managers or like places to get icons uh you know for your website or found some great stuff like little little meditation apps like there's really really cool niche apps on there that you i i wouldn't have found any place else and if i wasn't a mod i certainly probably wouldn't even find them because we have to go down the list so all right so closing closing up on the ieo stuff uh, so they did a second one, oh, yeah. and that was even crazier because that that one uh, I can't remember if it was Daybit or I can't remember what the first one was or the second exchange one. But basically, mm. I was a bit concerned about the second exchange because if you if you're selling out in three minutes on the other exchange, and it was like 114 percent over what the allocation was. Right. Uh, Dale's bringing up Steam Hunt, I think, so we can have a look at which yeah, was the first so exchange. Yeah, so IDCM Korea the IDCM, was the first was it. one yeah, yeah. that it was, <laughs> and then, but they, that was like the 14th through the 18th, sold out in three minutes. Yeah. And then the ProBit was like, you know, sometimes I would think you would leave like maybe a month, do one a month or one every like two weeks. The next one was the 22nd. Right. That was ProBit. Right. So the thing was here is I was a bit concerned that like you'd kind of saturate I, f- I felt like it was saturated in yeah. a way like if you put an IEO out there and you're out there and it just shows you the power of having multiple exchanges so the second one dropped and I'm like in my back of my mind I was like oh shit that exchange has got to do better than the other exchange otherwise they'd look like a shit exchange yeah. that they haven't got investors on there or at least match it 11 seconds <laughs> like but that was from the one of my point is that was like from four days later from the first one too. Yeah, but totally different exchange, totally different yeah, investors, yeah. supposedly. Right. But here, here's the interesting thing: is when you've got people buying up as much as they can within eleven seconds, you're at the level of people buying tickets for concerts. Ye- uh, how think, do you mean that? Well, because like. Um, oh, you're just saying like the way that the demand is. The demand for, is, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah, like yeah. you take. Um, I can't think of the event in the UK, but like. Um, Oh God! Like oh, Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Glastonbury sells out in minutes. Yeah. So like we're starting to see a value. I feel like we're starting to see a value shift of people buying into not just short-term uh, happiness or entertainment by like yes, I've got my tickets to go to an event for three days. People are like buying into something like this will be the future of this. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame that Icos have kind of 
caused so much misery in some ways because people have lost so much money on these yeah. things. Like that 100 million hydro thing that I was on about, that fell apart because of the team in the end. And that wasn't even like a shady one. No, not at all. Like that once was established. Legit. It wasn't even just an idea. No, they it had legit. it like up and running. We were thinking Ship about containers. it. They had like they have, team Yeah, and they had video. like, they were putting out updates like, yeah constantly yeah. I mean that was something we watched for maybe about six months in the end it was some guy in a suit falling out with another guy in a yeah. suit which pisses me off about business the reason why I don't interact and there with goes your business money. and middlemen is because like a, a great idea like that has now been lost well, hundred, well I feel like, somebody might pick it up and do so, it the right way somebody hopefully. might pick it up but like the way it raised its money as as diluted the offering for me for for the future like we well, keep yeah. doing this as humans on planet earth we keep on hoping that you know somebody else will take care of it sure. like at some point we have to be like what are we fucking doing yes like in the same way that we have like presidents and people in office like our, our may uh and and trump like they shouldn't be in for four uh, four years should be in for one year and it one should be year. like blockchain totally. immutable voting you know I like agree. anyway bygones anyway so you know, we should so, talk about that on the so in three podcast. days time Yes. They're going to the third exchange we now. Have day bit coming now, up. Now this is it, this is interesting to me because from a cultural perspective, it's the most craziest idea to launch the third round on April Fool's it's Day. It's April Fool's. You're right. Right. That's on awesome. The first of April. So April that's Fool's. That's Monday. That's but, gonna be Monday. But culturally, I don't think Koreans have April Fool's Probably Day. Probably not. So here's the thing. Here's the thing now, right? About globalization. Is that everything that you ever like? Oh, no, you can't launch on. It could be a scam. Like nobody, <laughs> we don't know if it's real or not. Well, at least they have two other exchanges so that they can. This to me it. is way, way brave to like launch on April Fool's Day, or it might actually just be a really smart power move of like, you know, I don't know. It's well, they mixed messages for me. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, you could then you could argue that all business has to just halt on April Fool's Day, so we just make sure nobody's going to do that. Nothing is going to go that's down. Not gonna, you can't so just obviously. Like, yeah. Um, so that's hilarious to me. Yes. And I just hope I just hope it sells out. In what would be the perfect scenario for me is that that sells out under eleven seconds. Yeah. Because also the exchanges are in a really weird, interesting position as well. Because if it doesn't sell out in eleven seconds, are you as good as the exchange before you in terms of your messaging to your investors about tokens that are coming up? Well, yeah, like that you're you're not like really scraping the bottom of the barrel for tokens. Like you're out there getting does it the does it influence people? Does it influence people to move exchanges if yeah. you know that this team on an exchange can help a tokenomics company or a token like Hunt gets sold within 11 seconds where are you going to move to? You I can move to it, that exchange. I think David's in the best position because everyone who missed out on the first two yeah. there's double hype there's double sure. scarcity like mindset um, 11 seconds if you logged on in 12 seconds or even if you were just like a regular you're right. person you're right and you were you know you just were Shit, like I missed out again yeah like mm. oh man I, I wish you know you weren't the one who was waiting for the clock to turn to press the button and you just thought maybe like I'll support it with your, your extra income that's maybe interesting maybe David is your last maybe David is your your you know another so you, opportunity you for got, you you got the plumber Keith who goes to the first exchange and doesn't manage to get it in three minutes yeah. he's like fucking up and then it goes to the next one doesn't get it in 12 it, seconds he's like right I'm tripling down now wait was it 12 seconds 11 seconds seconds not minutes no the, the second so one was, was 11 seconds so it was 3 minutes 11 seconds yeah no 3 minutes for the first exchange right. 11 seconds for the next one 
that's what I'm saying. So like, uh, there's people who for sure missed out at least on the on the second absolutely. COVID one. Absolutely. So now, and what's I, I don't know if you you did mention it earlier when I went to the Steam Hunt site. It's on the front page of Steam Hunt. Yeah, left like side. Like with the countdown. So everybody blogging in on the daily is like reminded this is the one. Right. This is the, and it looks like you know the last one for a while. And it's jumped up on Steam apps as well from like eleventh <laughs> place to seventh place. We're never mm. going to be drug wars, but like. It's up there. It's in the top ten. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have the plumber, Keith, who, who loves techs and gadgets, who's just found out about Steam Hunt because of, like, selling yeah. out. There's going to be a massive amount of people just turning up because they're, like, sold out in 11 seconds. What well, that's, you know, like, it's a... Yeah. And I think these exchanges, like you said, are getting access to people who wouldn't typically be exchange people or exchange hunters. Right. Like, not, right. I would... I have never heard of IDCM, well, obviously, because that's a Korean exchange, but... Probit I had heard of, Daybit I hadn't heard of. Yeah, Daybit Daybit is the one is the top twenty is a top twenty brand new uses a brand new infrastructure. That's the one that's the one that like they um Tabris really, really likes. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, they've set themselves up now as a company to even even if other companies are looking for blockchain partners, like Project Seven and Tabris are like the go to people now. Oh yeah, they could like, they could like they could drop all this and just be consultants for the rest of their lives. Their strap line can it. be on their landing page. <laughs> we sold out our IEO in eleven seconds. Yeah, that's it. Hand Done. me the business card. Done. Who are you? What, what do you? Why Done. do I care about you? So I mean, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I should probably get Project Seven of Tabris on like a video or audio call at some point, and interested to find out. They now have this like little war chest of money. I don't know if yeah, that war but chest they is going to not want to talk about that. <laughs> I wouldn't. Well fine but i would love for them to talk about it in terms of does that set them up in terms of because they, they, look they 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 more than us have have put in their time and effort into this dream on no money yeah on speculation income yeah right like and hours they, many hours the delegation didn't come from them the delegation came from ned right so it's not their money. Like all of this is like a hope and a dream. Right, and and knowing also that the delegation could poof disappear any right. second. Like a couple of weeks ago, a bunch of delegations got pulled, and that must have been like a very big. I think that's smart, actually. Call. I think that's smart of the guys to to have gone this way because now they're like a year in, like a year, almost like a startup, and being like, okay, we have money, we have a physical war chest of fiat now out of hunt mm-hmm. tokens. We've validated it in the market, even if. Like we go forward for the next year, we can do review hunt and idea hunt, and we've got money to pay Tabras, got money to pay Project Seven, and they've still got the delegation. If the delegation gets pulled for any reason, right. they've still got that pot of money to turn into steam right. if they wanted to, and jobs are good. I mean, I will say that they've been extremely like forthcoming and open with blog posts of being like, "This is what we're doing. This Keep is pushing. where we're going. Keep pushing. Like this is Keep where shipping. you know." So I'm just saying, I think they'll, I think they'll probably talk about that at some point, but. Mm. Because um, they have always been really open with like this is what we have and this is what we're doing with it. This is these are the resources. This is how they're getting. Oh, they're the um, most divided. for me. They're the most consistent um, shippers of of code. They have like a really, you know, if you if you're gonna work, you can you can really tell a lot about a startup or like startup uh, methodologies. Even if you don't know them inside out, you can really s- tell a lot about a team, mm. the way how often they ship yeah. or how often they communicate, and from the from just little things you know like when they changed when hf20 came about and we had like three days of 
no RC and no manner and everybody was panicking that that was the end of Steam because nobody could post and it was like why have I got minus 300 million like RC oh, yeah. credits and so what they did is they b built a nice little piece of code that they didn't need to but from a presentation point of view being able to visually see these three bars in your profile of your RC and your manner those little things are almost like being in an old people's home where somebody just grabs your arm and helps you go to the toilet like little yeah, things when you feel like you're floundering any bit of information becomes like an anchor that right. you can that you can you details know. matter details That's matter true. but let's talk about some products let's do that because i want to talk about products go for it da, da, da. well okay. we're, we're 30 minutes in so this could be the good closer Okay. Well, yeah, because we haven't done products in like two weeks, also. So I'm like, I'm like, I have some good ones I've been excited about. Get it. Um, and if you're new here, we try to focus on eco-friendly products and things that are, that we think will make the world a better place, not just like the latest, coolest, mm -hmm. hypiest things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this one is called crowd farming, and it is kind of like owning a decentralized farm by proxy Ugh. with you and a bunch of other people, and love I it. freaking love that. Sustainable farming for committed human beings. Crowd farming is a new transparent and sustainable way to source your food. Adopt a tree, an animal, or a part of a garden. Receive fresh food cultivated just for you straight from the farmers. And help fight food waste. You just said all of the things that I love in one paragraph. Um, is crowdfarming.com. And you become, like, you ever go down a highway and you're like, you see, like, this highway has been adopted by the Boys, yeah. Boys and Girls Club of America, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but for an actual farm. Nice. Um, and you, I would love it if it worked on the blockchain. I'm not sure it does, but meet the farmers, adopt and plan your harvest. Let the farmer and nature work. Receive your harvest at home. So I think a lot of farmers are struggling. And I feel like this is a lot, a really great way to have, like, a community come around a farm and be like, okay, what do you need? We can help you with money. You know, you have the expertise of actually running the farm. Mm. One of the biggest things, I think, is um, finding the right people to volunteer for these things to help out. If, I would absolutely 100% mm. help out with something like that if there was a farm nearby. I mean, you can, and, it's, and it's, it's divided by farmers and projects. So, like, this is a goat cheese farmer. This one is organic lemons. I mean, come on. Yeah. Aloe vera leaves. Um, the, like... And a lot of them are overseas, like Colombia. See, a lot of those places, you could you could almost like build little uh, incubators for building, you know, quick fire, minimal viable product kind of um, startups. Mm. The aloe vera, like you can make a whole like skincare range. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, and you could have exact traceability, and you actually have like stock in that farm you actually have. A, I think this is where part ownership. I think this is where technology to me gets the most exciting. It's because. I know we make enough stuff. The problem is we don't often have the distribution stuff right. locked down. Getting or it to the right places. It, it gets governed by somebody else who just wants to make sheer profit on it. They just mm. want to buy it cheap and like sell it for as much as possible. Right. Um, it's almost like if you can think about how Kickstarter works but mm. for a farm. Because what you're doing is you're buying into this upcoming harvest. So this, or like an Airbnb. So the farmer says like, hey, this is a specific harvest that I have coming up in a couple months. If you buy into it, then you will receive like this one, for example, you'll receive a box with four 21 containers personalized with the name you choose of your olive tree. You get it, uh, your 
21 containers of olive oil. But that's, again, that's it's just a smart way of being like unique storytelling, right? Which is what everybody's obsessed with right now. Right. Like, but for the farmer's perspective, the farmer just wants to go out there and work the land and, and, and bring out the product. And I'm sure year after year after year, there's like lots that spoil or they have this <laughs> nagging human thing that's like, oh, I wish I could do this with it. You know, like, I wish I could do that with it. Think about if you have a really great you have a really great harvest and that like excitement is spoiled by the fact of like oh my god where where who's the buyer for this like yeah. how am i going to move this stuff and so the farmer has the peace of mind of having people ready willing and waiting yeah for for that stuff and it, it's awesome cuz it's like you can you can kind of cherry pick the thing the projects that kind of appeal to you and then uh, you don't enter any long-term commitment. If you enjoy the experience, you have the option to renew the adoption of your tree for the next harvest season. Brilliant. Or you can just like move on to something else. I love it. It'd be really cool to do with kids too. Be like this olive oil that I just put on your food right in front of you. Yeah. Comes from this tree. Yeah, from yeah. This guy. And Accountability. The, yeah, that we've been supporting. So I absolutely love that. That would idea. be really good, actually. Talking about blockchain with that, building smart contracts into that, so like mm. you can pass them on in in kind of a, a will. Of like, yeah, not just money, but like to your cha- to your children or the next generation. Be like, you have shares in this, 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 this. There's lemons over here. There's things over here. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. this, this almost like roadmap. There's a dap there somewhere. There's a dap in that. It's like like decentralized. Here, here's your food wellness um, map of people in, mm. in in 50 miles that you can go and volunteer with. Yeah, you know, one of the biggest problems I had growing up is like 16. 25 all these different ages where you think you should be doing certain things in your life there's no roadmap for that there's no little catalog from the council at 18 of like things you can do with your life mm-hmm. like there's definitely things the internet is primed for positioners it positioning us at the time of our life in a certain journey that we're on yeah so i'd love to be able to get to 18 and get a little booklet or a little email from the government saying hey here's 100 things that you can be involved in yeah do you know what i mean yeah and something like that would be perfect. I would love to see my daughter and her friends go to a farm for like a week and yeah. and work the land and, and at the end of it get a smart contract of like ownership of the next harvest and then going back to pick it up and being like, yeah. you know, when you work for a week, well, there's your output from it. Yeah, really you know? cool. I also hunted, if you're interested in this, I also hunted one that has to do, it's the same concept, but for meat. So farmers are- I remember are, that. Yeah, yeah, like portioning up uh, like cuts of- of meat and things and that's also kind of contributing to the same ethos of sustainability and, and avoiding food waste instead of these farmers just like throwing everything they have at the supermarkets and then the supermarkets hoping that they sell it right so if you're interested in that that's on my profile somewhere i can't remember the name and i'm sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next one that i have is awesome and i want it and like last week was the week for me of like non-essential but cool and eco-sustainable products this is a mylea leather watch paula x mylea and it is a what did you just say it's a watch made out of mushroom leather no way like fuck me up fam wow yeah and they're they're obviously beautiful they're wood and they're the mushroom leather is stained to like look totally perfect and beautiful obviously and is this a product that will change my life no is it you know a luxury item of course but i i have to i have to support something that um proves the concept of mushrooms or an alternative leather being like normal mm. like if we can just if that can just become like 
not uh, a novelty and a normal commonplace thing if more and more companies can adopt that um I wonder if our whole process um, growing crops thing might be better if we we grew mushrooms on mass because i presume it's the mycelium mulch from this stuff that can be reused to make right to, to build these well, things well not only is it sustainable on that end but on the way in uh one cow to raise one cow for leather takes ten thousand pounds of feed 70 percent of the hide mass is discarded toxic waste and carcinogens uh, are used to produce the hides and then that also results in volatile uh, pricing quant- quality and availability. So, like, it's just not killing an, an animal, whether or not you have feels associated with that or not. Killing a massive two-ton animal for leather for a watch is is dumb. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, just even from a money money perspective. So, obviously, especially for vegans a single, will love this. Especially for a single-function device. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I will be honest, though. Like, because it is just... I don't know, I have a weird relationship with the idea of wearing a watch that tells you the time when, after watching Star Trek Discovery (laughs) and seeing a mycelium network where they can transport a big ship through it, a watch seems quite insignificant. Right, I just... (laughs) But I do love that mycelium idea of mushrooms because they'll use it for their server packaging. But, like, no one's going to buy a mushroom jacket. No, of course not. In 2019. No. But, like, if you have a bunch of people walking around being like, oh, yeah, check out my watch, it's made out of mushrooms instead of leather. Like, that, then that plants the seed in someone's mind of being like, oh mushrooms can be leather that's it that's all i, I want you, for people I to be you, thinking about right now i get you i get you so um all right take us home okay last one man i want that one though um <laughs> there was another pair of shoes too but i was like let's not <laughs> oh just be God. totally vapid um they were sustainable but they were also expensive okay. Fold, folding something yeah the um i keep saying you want to pronounce this word as a phorocopter or but it's um for phoropter Foropter. Yes. It is a think about Google Cardboard, yeah. but to check somebody's vision in a third world country. Oh, wow. So it actually takes like the, in, not an in, entire um, eye exam, because obviously that has to do with your eye health and everything, but just for your prescription. Interesting. It takes your entire doctor's office and it puts it in this little, um, it almost looks like a spyglass thing that, that, that mm. slides forward and backward, and you have the person, and it's made from cardboard. It's completely flat pack, mm. so they can mass ship them out. And um, you, if you look on the website, you can see it's like this cardboard tube, super cute, like designed, obviously. But mm. it's got your um, the millimeters of, uh, I don't know, dilation or whatever that, okay. you, you know, to measure your, um, yeah. to measure your, what your prescription should be. So um, it, it they're shipping these into like, you know, low income or third world countries mm. and kids and people are getting their getting their eye exams like done on the spot. Cool. So that they can get fitted for glasses. And that is awesome. As somebody who is extraordinarily blind without glasses mm. or contacts, if I lived in a third world country and I didn't have access to that, that's like a huge yeah. uh handicap. Yeah, yeah, as like a way to survive. I I'm, I'm literally blind as a bat. So instead of like if you you know picturing that whole device that they put on your face, this is like this little thing that they can just ship out and um It's almost toy like. Yeah, yeah. And um Ninety percent of people with uncorrective refractive errors worldwide reside in rural and low-income countries. So that's like a huge. I mean, how can you? That seems so basic. If you want to revitalize and rehabilitate an area or a country, and the people there can't even see properly, 
I feel like that's kind of like a baseline uh, that we yeah. need to get everybody on the same page. Like, I mean, let's you, not worry about them getting 4G internet first. Let's get them. I seeing. mean, you can't do the very first thing, which is go and volunteer and help out at that farm or those farms if you can't see. Like, right? You can't even do manual basic labor. So anything that and if, this is where te- this is the reason why I still stay around with technology, even though that things piss me off in technology, mm. like in the way that things are exploited, things like this are hugely valuable and I hope as well that it influences people's decision making in terms of what value they can bring to technology circles Yeah. when you're you know the takeaway of the karma that you give to somebody by you know taking that frustration out of their life and and giving restoring some kind of like potential future you know yeah yeah exactly it's kind of huge it says uncorrective refractive errors are the largest cause of avoidable blindness in the developing world Visual impairment can have an immediate and long-term consequence in children and adults, such as lost educational and employment opportunities, mm, like course. you just said, yeah. and impaired quality of life. So, like the fact that, and I was so I was so annoyed because I found this like randomly, and somebody had beaten me to it on on um, on Steam Hunt. So I wasn't able to be the one who hunted this, but I'm glad that it's out there, and I, I'm glad that we're talking about it because. Um, things like this kind of like restore my hope in humanity. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The fact that people are making really low cost, like sustainable, elegant solutions to huge, huge problems is like, come on, that's freaking awesome. So mm. it's called the for- folding faro for- velociraptor. Velociraptor, yeah. Nice. Well, it's fofoproject.com fo-fo. because they, they made it easy on people like me. <laughs> on the fofo. On the down low, on the fofo. Cool. So that's all the. I mean, I had some more, but like, let's let's leave it there, and we can save some for next week. And yeah, we're at hopefully like forty-five minutes. So yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to share some awesome um, David Exchange news next. Yeah, week. from April the first. So that's on Monday. If your name is, if you're John the Plumber, or whatever your example is, if you're Keith the Electrician, Keith the Electrician, and you want to uh, invest. This is not oh, financial advice, by the way. It's not financial advice. And also, I think we should mention, it, I know this is probably clear to a lot of the power users, but even if you don't have a dime to invest, by hunting, you can say, I would I would prefer hunt tokens instead of right. Steam as my reward. That's right. So just hunt a bunch and get some that way. So yeah. that's another way to... Um, yeah, bearing in mind those some. people who, who did take part in the exchanges, they bought those tokens at 0.02 cents dollars so even it so it's it doesn't have like it might be have a value it has a value so yes. if that appeals to you like you can probably put uh if, if you come in the the top 10 of hunting from putting up something really cool and unique that somebody else hasn't put up there you have to search make sure it's not duplicated if you come in the top 10 not only can you like earn a dollar amount which obviously then translates into a steam amount like dale says you can hit this little bonus button in, in the submission form to get that as in hunt tokens right so before you before you post you can decide would i like to re- receive my potential rewards as hunt or as steam yeah so like come on that's just like your time no brainer. that's like a, an easy easy low entry way to get some and you don't have to be waiting at your computer and then be disappointed 11 seconds later yeah yeah <laughs> all right guys that's it for us today uh thanks for tuning in really appreciate it uh do ret- uh, retweet Uh, comment, all that stuff if you are inclined and we will catch up with you next week. Bye.
You can support the show by heading to anchor.fm forward slash product sense and clicking support this podcast or by checking out any of this week's sponsors. You can subscribe to Product Sense wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can hang out with us on Discord by visiting smarturl.it slash talkback. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.